Now, Backyard Millionaire. How to create wealth where you are with what you've got. Here's your host, Chris Story. You may not believe this, but it's true. I'm telling you this is the absolute truth. My clients become my friends. Simply my reality. It's the way it goes. And here's what happens a lot of the times. I meet the nicest and I meet the coolest people only when they've decided to sell and move somewhere else. First home I ever sold was actually not much of a home. It was a small cabin off of a highway between two towns. And I never met the owner in person. It was only a recreational cabin for them. But to this day, no kidding, to this day, almost 22 years later, we exchange Christmas cards. I send them copies of all my books as they come out. The friendship lasts beyond the transaction. Well, one day, Tiffany and I went to a man's home, and he was in his 80s. I had already done the evaluation. Tiffany was there to do the photo shoot. John was his name. John had, in advance of us showing up, gone to Safeway. He'd purchased a cream pie and had the coffee pot on. And he, he invited us to sit down and join him for some dessert and coffee and conversation when Tiffany was done. I immediately looked at my watch. Then I looked over to Tiffany. Now, I love people. I love talking to people. And John was a gem of a guy. I really liked him, but you don't become the number one realtor by sitting still. You got to move, baby. You got to keep going. Daylight was burning and I had a lot left to do, a lot to accomplish. I was about to speak and make some excuse, albeit it would have been true, but I was going to make our excuse as to why we had to jet. And then Tiffany gave me one look, not a word, not a sentence. She didn't say anything, just a look. And through her eyes, she communicated to me, we need to take a moment and sit down with John and enjoy his generosity. So I opened my mouth, paused for just a second and said, thank you, John. We'd love to sit and visit. He smiled. It made his day. He rubbed his hands together and almost clicked his heels, turned around, went and got the pie and the coffee. And we sat down at his kitchen table. Now, keep in mind, his son, his only son, lived some 3,000 miles away, and his wife had passed away about a year prior. So there we are. We took our seats. He served us coffee and a slice of pie, and we talked for over an hour. Or I should say we listened, heard stories of his youth and the great adventures that brought him to Alaska. And when we finally did go to leave, I'll confess to you, I felt fantastic. I felt on top of the world. Now, I can't sit here and recall and share with you verbatim the stories John told. And it kind of reminds me of the Maya Angelou saying that they'll forget what you did. They'll forget what you said. But they'll never forget how you made them feel. So John made us feel appreciated. He made us feel special. And I think truly the time that we spent with John made him feel special too. See, we all want to matter. We all long for connection and we all want love and a sense of purpose in life. About one year later, almost to the day, I got a call from John. 
as usual, I was about to go into a meeting, looked down at my phone, and I saw it was John calling, and I thought, oh, I can call him back. I'm going to let this go to voicemail, and I'm going to call him back. But something in me said, answer. And so I did. I said, hello, John. Nothing. It wasn't that there wasn't a connection. There was just no voice. So I said, hello again, nothing, hung up. Five seconds later, about to enter the meeting, five seconds later, the phone rings again. It's John. I turn around. I say, hello, John. Hello. Still nothing. But again, I knew the line was connected. So I spoke for a few minutes. <laughs> That's right. I spoke into the phone for a moment or two. And I said, John, if you can hear me, I hope you're well. Zoe loves the car you sold her, by the way, which was an absolute immaculate, beautiful car. He sold her at a great buy because he knew she needed a good car and he wanted her to have it at a good buy. I said, John, Tiffany and I are still remembering what a great day we had with you and how much fun it was to be with you that day in your home and how kind you were to us. Well, John, not sure if you can hear me, but we here in Homer miss you and hope you're enjoying life in Colorado with your son. And then I disconnected. I hung the phone up. And I felt a little stupid. I'll be honest with you. I felt a little bit stupid for having just sat there and talked to myself. I went about my day, went into the meeting, went about my day. A couple days later, I get a call from John's son. I answered with a bit of hesitation, a little trepidation. I don't know why, but I just felt a little hesitant just a feeling. John's son from Colorado told me that his father had passed away two days ago. He'd suffered a major stroke while nobody was at home. And by the time they got back, it was too late. He was gone. He didn't make it. I shared those phone calls with his son. And I said, I, I don't know what to say. I explained what happened. And he looked at his father's phone. And he said, Chris, these are the last two calls that my father made from this phone. His son broke down in tears and he thanked me for being there with his father at that time. An unintended friendship that lasted through the years and for the rest of John's life. He said his son did, he goes, I guess he just wanted to hear your voice again. And I'm telling you that that is a bond and I'm sharing this story with you because it's a connection that I'll never forget. And it reminds me as I think about it to take time. Take time with the people in your life. Take time with the people that matter to you. Your connection to them is just as important to you as it is to them. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. There ain't nothing that I 
It's time to get loco for local puffs. With your Millionaire Minute, I'm Chris Story. You know that shopping as local as possible stimulates your local economy. Well, you needn't search the world over for investment opportunities either. They're all around you, right here in your own backyard. Shop local, invest local. That's right, get loco for local puffs and watch your backyard flourish. Make your own fortune right where you are with what you've got. You really can make a million bucks in your own backyard. From ilovehomeralaska.com, I'm Chris Story. Millionaire Minute is brought to you by VBS Heating in Homer, Alaska. Online, vbsheating.com. Come see Amanda and the gang at VBS Heating. Keeping Alaska warm for over 20 years. VBSheating.com. Uh, I need another extension on my mortgage payments. I understand that, Mr. Simpson, but according to our computer, your credit history is not good. It says here that you've been pre-declined for every major credit card. It also says that you once grabbed a dog by the hind legs and pushed him around like a vacuum cleaner. That was in the third grade. And well, it all goes on your permanent record. I'm sorry, but if you don't come up with that money by tomorrow, the bank is going to take your house. Well, good luck finding it because I'm going to take the numbers off tonight. Well, we'll look for the house with no numbers. Then I'll take off the numbers on my neighbor's house. So well, then we'll look for the house next to the house with no numbers. All right, you'll get your money. Uh, that never gets old. You're listening to the Backyard Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. It's exciting today for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's most exciting for you because what? That's right. It's Backyard Millionaire Radio Day. But let's face it. There's something more exciting going on today. It's called the Frasier Reboot. Kelsey Grammer's Frasier 40 years old is this character coming back to life today. In fact, Tiffany and I were sitting in the library this morning and I noticed they've already dropped. The first two episodes have already dropped, but we're savoring the moment. We are planning, uh, we were invited to a family dinner tonight. Nope, sorry, can't go. This is our night watching the first two episodes of the next iteration of Frasier can't wait. It's on Paramount Plus, by the way, if you want to join us. I mean, you don't, you're not welcome at our home. I'm just being honest. Nobody is. Not even our kids. No, it's, this is just, this is our time. We're pretty excited about it. Another thing I'm excited about, we got the Hemmaker Hemmer, Schlemmer. <laughs> I love to say it, but I was struggling just then. Hemmaker Schlemmer just came in with the, uh, the holiday gift guide. I've gone through and I've marked what I want. I'm going to leave this somewhat surreptitiously for Tiffany to find, but I thought I would share with you what I've marked. Not, not just because I want you to get me gifts. <laughs> Obviously, I would take it. I'm just saying, I think you get to know somebody by kind of what interests them in a gift catalog like this for the holidays. Now, am I telling you all this in time for you to order these things and get them for me? Yes. Do I expect it? No. Plus, we're going to be talking about how to handle adversity in your life, all that and more coming up here on The Backyard Millionaire. Stick around. You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. I'm Chris Story, and you can contact me anytime at my website, ilovehomeralaska.com. ilovehomeralaska.com. 
You can start your statewide property search for anywhere in Alaska there or pick up my books. I just got a message from a reader in Florida. I should read it to you. I think I will read it to you. Um, we'll get to the Hamaker Schlemmer and, of course, how to handle adversity and farm out. Man, I got a lot more to come, but I cannot let this moment go by. Here we go. This is a reader in Florida who read, just finished, The Watchmen, uh, now available on Amazon, wherever books are sold online. Chris just finished the book, thoroughly enjoyed it, couldn't put it down until I finished it. That's always a good sign of a good book. Wow, I'm definitely recommending to friends. Keep it up. Let me know when the next one is available. Of course, the next one is in process. A little over halfway through. It's called Jacob Mann's Search for Meaning. I know, you know, it's a it's a riff on one of the all-time classics, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. But I wanted to put Jacob Mann in a place where he could reconsider his life, reorient his life now that he's living in Alaska and just gone through a pretty traumatic experience. Anyway, if you want to learn more, get The Watchmen uh, at Amazon or wherever books are sold. I love HomerAlaska.com, The Making a Man, Backyard Millionaire, Born to Live. Also on our site, you have all of the radio broadcasts available for you Backyard Millionaire and on top of the world at ilovehomeralaska.com. All right, it's time to dig into the holiday gift guide for Hammaker Schlemmer. This is what I want. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> All right, I don't want a BB gun. But I do want, as I, as I look through the catalog, I, I didn't even know I was going to do this. So I just went through the catalog and I started marking like a child. And I found this incredible radio. It's an any music format stereo cassette, disc, radio, LP, MP3, and Bluetooth. And it looks like, a, not quite the old, old fashioned. It looks more like a 1970s. I've seen the style that looked like the 1940s or 50s or, you know, the, the early radio style, which is, those are great. But this looks a little bit more like the 70s, like something I would have grown up with. And it just really attracted me. Then, I found on the next page, air combat battling helicopters, remote control, are you kidding me? And only 129 bucks. Hint, hint. I mean, this is just, again, I don't expect you to go out and get me these things. I expect Tiffany to go out and get me some of these things, but not you. You only get them for me if you feel so moved. Here's the world's best olive oil. I don't even know what it is. The bottle alone looks fantastic. It comes from Italy, pressed in Italy, cold pressed. And it says right there, the world's best olive oil. You don't think I want that? Of course I want that. Oh, here's a cool one. Now, I don't carry a wallet. I carry, I got this from my dad many, many years ago, and it's a business card holder. And in it, I, I have a few business cards, my credit cards, driver's license, my Costco card, um, you know, whatever. I've got whatever. I don't carry cash. So uh, I did find, though, this slim, lightweight money clip and wallet is pretty cool. It's about the same size as what I carry. Um, it's only $49, made from featherweight carbon fiber. I, I kind of like it, I dig it. I think it's pretty cool. What else? Oh, oh, this is amazing. And I think I can tell you, I'm in the trust tree with you, right? Tiffany had a crush on Magnum PI, but let's face it, who didn't, right? That was, that was like, the ultimate for Tiffany was Magnum P.I. Still, 
she is fond of Tom Selleck. I can't escape Tom Selleck's shadow. But what I can get is the Magnum PI Hawaiian T-shirt for $89.95. Comes in uh, several sizes from small to XL to XL, thank goodness. But this, this is the identical print that Magnum PI wore in his show. Uh, there's actually several of them, several color options. But the red one, you know, that iconic red. That's awesome. Here's another one on the same page. The John Wayne Chronograph Watch. Hello. Hello. Of course I want that. It's beautiful. Leather. It's got all the dials. It's got John Wayne's signature and his image on it. Uh, the Kasparov Grandmaster Chess Set. Hello. Yes. It has a little drawer to put the chess pieces in. It's a little tabletop set. It looks beautiful. It's only $349.95. That's going to take a special listener to get me that. It's a special relationship we're going to have to have had to uh, for you to just justify that. Um, there's always the gross things like the nail clippers. Why are they putting that in a gift guide? Nobody wants to see you clip your nails. Um, oh, here it is. This is the last thing I marked. The Army Air Corps leather flight jacket. It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a it's a kind of a a brown worn leather jacket. Nice turned down collar. It's got a, a world map printed inside on this sort of uh, canvasy looking fabric. It's beautiful. Only three hundred twenty nine bucks. So my my point is this. I hope Tiffany's listening, but I also um, I would accept these gifts from you as well if you felt so inclined and you have time. Birthday's coming up on December first, and then thereafter, of course, it would just be it would just be Christmas if you felt so inclined. All right, you're listening to the Backyard Millionaire. I'm going to teach you right now. Nobody else will do this. Only this show will provide you this kind of educational opportunity. If you're ready, how do you make a million dollars? in the stock market. Nobody else will teach you this. How do you make a million dollars in the stock market? You start out with two. <laughs> Come on. No, I don't. But I can tell you, <laughs> it's an old joke, uh, but it's sort of true when you think about it. Now, you can make a million bucks through real estate with starting with nothing. Okay, maybe not nothing. You can start out with a desire, and that is something. If you start out with a mere desire, you can then borrow knowledge. Before you borrow a single dollar, may I suggest you borrow knowledge. You can borrow knowledge from people that have been there, done that, people ahead of you on the ladder, people that have fallen down and gotten back up. Read books. Read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Richest Man in Babylon, Backyard Millionaire. Read these books, then invest your time and your insight to learning the market and watch your fortune grow slowly. Yes, this is a get rich slow program. You want to get rich quickly? I don't know what to tell you. If you want wealth that lasts, built where you are with what you've got, real estate's your answer. Buy and hold equals gold. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science. You know, we're in the trust tree, right? I just got <laughs> I just got into some trouble. I just got a note from Tiffany. 
She says, I want you to know you have yet to open the Hammaker Schlemmer gift I got you last year, a laser skeet shooter for you and the boys. And she got me and the grand, the grand boys a um, skeet shooter uses lasers, and she's right. I completely forgot about that. I'm going to be opening that tonight, Tiffany, I promise. And then so, um, yeah, if you, if you would consider the army jacket and or the Magnum PI shirts, then, of course, I'll, I'll wear that constantly. But I will get out the skeet shooter. It's time to follow the leader. Leadership, I guess I'd say. You, you can manage your way to the middle. You can manage your way to the middle, but the only way to get to the top, the only way to stay on top is to lead. When can you start leading? I've been reading a lot about leadership lately, probably ever since I interviewed Dan Rockwell. Kind of actually going into that conversation with Dan Rockwell. By the way, you can catch it at our website, ilovehomeralaska.com or wherever podcasts are downloaded. He, he writes the Leadership Freak blog, and he wrote a book called The Vagrant with John David Mann. It's about leadership, and it's about self-leadership. It's about leading where you are with what you've got from where you are. Now is the time to start leading right here, right now. You do not need to be elected, appointed, anointed. It's got to be from you. This is the time. We need you. You can manage stress. We need you to lead people. You can manage your way to the middle. We need you to lead your way to the top. If you look at America as a chain, each individual you represent a link in that chain. We each depend upon the strength of each other. We are not a collectivist society, but we depend upon each other to be as strong as possible, to lead as much as possible and as many as possible. And to be a good leader, you must also be willing to follow. I think this is our call to action. When you see what's going on around the world, this is your time. This is your call to action to become a leader. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Now, there is a leader. Farm out, man. I'm going to be talking to you about some farmland and what you can do in your own backyard. Also going to be talking about the importance of the Second Amendment and the sands of time and how to deal with adversity. It's becoming more important, I think, than maybe ever before to handle adversity. How do you handle adverse times? It, how will you handle adversity? You got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. It's like Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the nose You've got to have your plan in advance. You need to be able to plan for in the eventuality of some sort of an adversity, an adverse time that might be health-related, it might be wealth-related, it might be family, it might be community, it might be your country. We have to be willing and able to answer the call when the time is here and at hand. Right now is the time to be prepared. Right now is the time to, to make a decision in advance that, we are going to own more of our own backyard. We're not going to rely upon the tech companies. We're not going to rely on uh, rely upon George Soros and other billionaires that have ideas as to how our community should be formed, kept, and grown. Nope. Nope. We're not going to send our local leaders wherever you are. You're not going to send your local leaders out to be trained 
in a camp somewhere and come back and bring globalist ideas to your community. You're going to own your community. You're going to own more of your community. You're going to have a bigger stake in your own backyard. Remember all the stakeholder capitalism, all the stuff we heard about for years now? The real stake I want you to own is four stakes around a property and then another and then another. And I want you to own more of your town, more of your backyard. Shopping local. This is why we did the, uh, the Minute Millionaire on uh, Loco Puffs. It's time to get loco for Loco Puffs. With your... Yeah, that's genius right there, by the way. That's genius because that's something that people will remember. Am I calling myself a genius? No. <laughs> I'm going to leave that for history to decide. Hey, stick around. We've got a lot more to come when we return to the Backyard Millionaire. You are listening to the Backyard Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. I'm Chris Story along with Mr. David Webb, spinning the tunes all the way back up at the mothership of KPN and KGTL AM and FM, courtesy of Horizon Wireless. You're asking yourself, Chris, how is it? You're sitting at the corner of West Hill on the Sterling Highway the home of story real estate, story productions, and story properties, and all things possible and prosperous. And Mr. Webb's all the way back high top Diamond Ridge at K-Wave and KPEN and KGTL and K-Bay. Well, it's Horizon Wireless, 226-3130. 226-3130, far and away the best wireless connectivity and service you'll find on the peninsula. Find out if they are in your area, 226-3130, Horizon Wireless. Farm out, man. <laughs> I couldn't wait to say it. I wanted to kind of have a little bit more of a Spicoli tone to it than I got there, but close enough. So as the world turns and burns, two things will always be in demand. This is not to make light of anything that's happening now or historically speaking or what will happen into the future. It is to say, remember, the way to wealth is to find a need and fill it. It always has been and it always will be. There will historically, this is proven historically, I'm saying, there will always be strife. There will always be war. There will always be tumult and chaos. And there will always be an upset somewhere in the world. I'm not being a negative nihilist. I'm being a positive guy and saying to you, there will always be some strife. You and I cannot stop it. Yes, our votes matter. Yes, we elections have consequences and we must learn and do better and, and pray for peace and work for peace. But we also have to understand how we are going to find our way in the world, get wealth in the world, be healthy in the world. That includes your mindset. That includes your mental outlook, your mental health, your physical health, and your financial health, your wealth. And prosperity, how do you create prosperity? Which, as Buckminster Fuller said, is your wealth going forward without working for it. Well, you have to provide needs. You have to supply the solution to other people's needs. Find a need and fill it. So there are two things, historically speaking, that have always been in constant demand and always will be. I can assure you, I don't know what's going to happen to Facebook. Does it go the way of MySpace? I hope so. I don't know what's going to happen to TikTok. Are, are we going to finally shut down the Chinese spyware? I hope so. I don't know. I can't tell you what social media is going to look like or the internet. I cannot tell you what tech giants are going to do next. I can't tell you what Bill Gates and others are going to want to put into the stratosphere and some particulates to block the sun, cool the earth, or the, the weather-altering uh, arrays that are being worked on. I can't tell you what those things are going to look like or how they can impact your life. Are we all going to be in electric self-driving cars in the next couple of years? Are we going to have transporters? Are we? I don't know, but here's what I can tell you. Without any 
knowledge of what's going to happen to the future, I can tell you these two things will always be constantly in demand. Housing and food. Shelter and sustenance will always be in demand, period. So if you own the source for either, you'll own your own wealth. You'll be able to call your own shots. Shelter and sustenance. Sustainable and affordable housing. And I'm not using those cliche terms. I'm telling you homes that you can maintain that are sustainable, that are low cost to maintain for you, affordable for your tenants and efficient and food, farming. I was reading in a book, um, I've talked to you about this quite a bit, uh, Wallace Waddles. Wallace D. Waddles wrote this in 1910, 11, and it's called The Science of Getting Rich. And in it, he talks about getting a farm, getting a small farm. He talks about a five to 10 acre farm and how you can own your future. That is still true 110, 112 years later. It is still true. Farming suburban small suburban farming rural farming even urban farming if you've got a two acre plot growing food food and shelter i'm promising you will always be in demand period you can weather any financial storm if you control the solution to a set of timeless needs housing and food i mean just look at the most recent uh, several years during the difficulties who prospered during the pandemic, who prospered? Property owners and food suppliers. So the truth of it is, you really can grow a fortune where you are with what you've got in your own backyard. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I worked for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky star. To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the question is are you going to be supplying housing and food and maybe food doesn't turn you on maybe it's like I don't want anything I don't have a green thumb but I'll tell you what a guy called Troy Jones said something that I'll never forget he he talked about well I need to go plant my potatoes and I said oh you grow potatoes he goes yeah I don't need to but I never want to forget how my dad and my grandsons and my brother harvested a plot of potatoes that we grew this year on my dad's acre. I'm telling you, you can sustain yourself with just a small plot of land, or you can supply the needs of others if you choose. And those two needs are never going anywhere, as long as there's human beings on earth. Food and shelter. Doubt I love this land. God bless the 
when you see what's going on around the world, you have to stop and think for just a moment about our Second Amendment, your Second Amendment, your right to keep and bear arms, specifically in the Constitution. This is the Second Amendment to the Constitution. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, if you're like me, and you probably are, you grow up in a red dawn state of mind. Now, I want to be careful about what I say here because I do understand that we have a diverse audience, very diverse, and I respect each of you. I respect your opinions. I respect your right to not keep an arm if it scares you, if it worries you, if you don't feel capable or responsible with it. We just have no desire for it. I respect that. But there's not a world that I'm going to live in where guys parachuting out of the sky, shooting at me or my wife or my children or my neighbors, there's not a world that I'm willing to live in where I'm not able to fire back, that I'm not allowed to have a weapon to defend my property, my home, my community, and my country. So again, I can respect you not trusting yourself with a weapon. That's fine. If you don't want one, I don't want you to have one. What I am saying is you can trust me. You can trust me when it hits the fan. I'm not going to just start indiscriminately shooting people. You can trust that my guns are never going to just indiscriminately shoot somebody. You can trust them. I have two neighbors that are ex-military. You can trust them to defend you if need be with their guns. You can trust the good guys, the good gals who feel competent and confident with a weapon. We will defend you no matter what your bumper stickers say, no matter who you voted for. We, the armed among you, will be there to defend you. And I just have one thing to say. Long live the Second Amendment. Well, we did it as a way to bring attention to the fact that we have all of these foreigners and the Russian government, the official Chinese government, Mao said political power goes out of the barrel of a gun. He killed about 80 million people because he's the only guy that had the guns. So we did it to point out that this is globalism and the mega banks that control the planet and brag that they've taken over in Bloomberg, AP, Reuters, you name it, brag that they're going to get our guns as well. They've taken everybody's guns but the Swiss and the American people. And when they get our guns, they can have their world tyranny. While the government buys 1.6 billion bullets, armored vehicles, tanks, helicopters, predator drones, armed, now in U.S. skies, being used to arrest people in North Dakota, the Second Amendment isn't there for duck hunting. It's there to protect us from tyrannical government and street thugs. Take the women in India. Your piece earlier on CNN I was watching uh, during Anderson Cooper's show didn't tell you that the women of India have signed giant petitions to get firearms because the police can't and won't protect them. The answer well, is, hey, wait a minute, I have FBI yeah. crime statistics okay. that come out a year late, 2011. 20 plus percent crime drop in the last nine years. Real violent crime because more guns means less crime. Britain took the guns 15, 16 years ago. Tripling of your overall violent crime. True, we have a higher gun violence 
uh, level, but overall mugging, stabbings, deaths. You, those men raped that woman in India to death with an iron rod four feet long. You can't ban the iron rods. The guns, the iron rods, Pierce, didn't do it. The tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel okay. Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Doesn't matter how many lemmings you get out there on the street begging for them to have their guns taken. We will not relinquish them. Do you understand? That's why you're going to fail, and the establishment knows no matter how much propaganda, the republic will rise again when you attempt to take our guns. My family in the Texas Revolution against Santa Ana, my family was at the core on both sides starting that because Santa Ana came to take the guns at Gonzales, Texas. Pierce... Don't try what your ancestors did before. Why don't you come to America? I'll take you out shooting. You can become an American and join the Republic. So as uh, we set out this year to defeat the divisive forces that would take freedom away, I want to say those fighting words for everyone within the sound of my voice to hear and to heed, and especially for you, Mr. Gore from my cold, dead hands. In my own defense, I did give a trigger warning. Did I not? Can you still say trigger warning? I think you can. You're listening to The Backyard, Millionaire, How to Create Wealth, Where You Are with What You've Got. We're going to talk about how to deal with adversity in adverse times, plus the sands of time when we return right here on the Backyard Millionaire. You're listening to the Backyard Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. Willie sent in a picture of his antique radio which is also Bluetooth connected and CD-ROM, and it is awesome looking. I don't know if it has a cassette player, though. That might be the only thing missing from Willie's radio. By the way, thank you, Willie. Willie uh, brought by a bunch of candy for our candy drive here at Story Real Estate for the neighborhoods up around the hospital, Mountain View and Elderberry, and all those people that are so generous every year. And it's our pleasure here at Story Real Estate to be able to help you contribute to them since they've given so much to all of our kids throughout these these many years. Um, and Halloween Town's back. They're closing off the roads, and there's going to be a whole bunch, hundreds of kids up there. So if you'd like to participate, bring candy like Willie did uh, by Story Real Estate anytime. We have a drop box out on the front porch. Be sure to leave your name and contact because this time around, you're going to enter to win some great gifts. Tiffany's lining all these gifts up. She's got a really cool thing planned. So we just want to reward your generosity because we're rewarding the generosity of the great community that gives so much to our kids. So thanks again, Willie, for that. Also, I should be a little concerned. Tiffany says, she goes, you're definitely, and this is all caps, getting the Magnum PI shirt. Where has that been? That's, that's disconcerting on a couple, couple levels there. Um, wow. Huh. Let's think about that. Uh, the sands of time, so are the days of our lives. All right, so you've seen these amazing sandcastles on the beach. Maybe you've built some, but I mean, I'm talking about like the world-class competition. So one time Tiff and I were staying at a resort and there was this like world-class competition of sand 
art. And there was everything from these amazing sand castles to sand art, just kind of, you know, sort of a little three-dimensional, but also just in the sand. I mean, amazing. We're talking about superb design, as intricate as like an M.C. Escher sketch, but very temporary. They're going to be gone at high tide, washed away forever. All that will be left are two things, a photograph if you took one, and secondly, the process, the feeling you got in the process of doing the work. And it just reminds me that life is temporary. It really is. Make it count. Live in the present. Keep an eye on the future. Yes, invest for the future. Be aware of the past. But live right here in the present. This moment between you and I, what we're exchanging right here, the thing that we have in common right here, right now, is that we're together in this moment. We are present. So yes, invest your time and your money for lasting impact. With the understanding, though, that life is temporal. Life is not guaranteed to go on beyond this moment for anyone on earth. Live on purpose and leave a legacy. Beverly Knight. It's my favorite version of this song. Turn it back up. Listening to the Backyard Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. I've got a free guide for you. I'd love to share it with you. The Millionaire Maker, Six Practical Steps, Your First Four Homes, Secrets from the Backyard Millionaire. Available right now, absolutely free. It's a PDF. I'd love to email it to you. Text your email and your name at 299-7653-907-299-7653. I love sharing the guide. I love sharing the Millionaire Maker because it's absolutely free. Now, it sometimes, it's funny how it works. Sometimes this will lead to somebody wanting then to buy the Backyard Millionaire on Audible, ebook, hardcover, or paperback, which is great. It's not why I give it out. I take it if you want to buy it thereafter. But I love sharing the message in, in practical step-by-step guides from where you are to where you want to be. And you can apply this to almost anything in your life, the, the steps are, are almost universal to accomplish anything you want to do. It just so happens it's illustrated in real estate terms and growing wealth and prosperity in your own backyard. And you don't have to start out with any money. Now, let's talk sincerely through the eyes and the life of Dale Carnegie, how to deal with adversity. 
Have you read Dale Carnegie's Masterwork, How to Win Friends and Influence People? It's one of those books that I talk to you about all the time that is sort of at my fingertip at any time of the year I might be diving into it, along with Think and Grow Rich, As a Man Thinketh, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, uh, any one of Trump's one number of great books. Um, I've got a whole host of books, uh, Science of Getting Rich, all these books that I kind of dip in and out of, Atlas Shrugged, Fountainhead. I have to say, I know Atlas Shrugged is this amazing masterwork by Ayn Rand, but Fountainhead is what I read first. It hit me like a ton of bricks, and it's still one that I love to go back to. And maybe because it's, it's real estate related, he's an architect, builder, I don't know, that's probably part of it. But I have this whole host of books that I come back to again and again, including How to Win Friends and Influence People. And if I've got a big decision, if I've got a something weighing on my mind, I'll often just go back to how to win friends and influence people. So I did that lately and I came up with this little list of things that I think would be very applicable to today. How to deal with adversity, how to deal with adverse times, adverse situations in your life, which is something, by the way, everybody is going to have to deal with at some point. All right. So the first thing Dale Carnegie would tell you to do if you run into an adverse situation in your life is to stay calm and remain rational. Avoid reacting emotionally, he would say. This will cloud your judgment. So again, no matter what the situation is, if you remain calm and rational, you're going to find your way through it a lot faster. You resonate with that, don't you? I mean, you, you hear, I'm not saying you can solve it, but I'm saying you'll get to the solution faster merely by remaining calm. How many times have you reacted to something adverse, difficult, negative, whatever, with, with emotion and outrage and then calm down later and go, oh, I can see the solution so clearly. So start there, calm, rational. Stephen Covey often, often parroted this, but really Dale Carnegie probably pioneered this thought of seek first to understand. So Dale, Dale Carnegie said seek to understand. Stephen Covey said seek first to understand, then be understood, which is a great line. But he emphasized, Dale Carnegie emphasized the value of listening. In times of adversity is not the time to get louder, but quiet and listen. Hear out what the other person is saying. And then control your response. Dale Carnegie was very clear about how to deal with adversity. Control your response. John, oh, what's his name's escaping me? Oh, I've got his book right over there. Um, uh, half of the founder of Chicken Soup, Canfield. Thank you. John Canfield said E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. So your outcome in any adverse situation is going to be completely dependent upon your response, which is all you can control. Dale Carnegie said it. Control your response to adversity. Maintain a positive attitude. Dale Carnegie and Napoleon Hill were writing right around the same time. Um, they were contemporaries of each other in the self-help quote, self-help, self-empowerment movement, the 20s and 30s. And Dale Carnegie was, have a positive attitude, PMA, that was a big piece of what he taught. Napoleon Hill said, your mindset, but he didn't like putting positive mental attitudes so far forward. And I'll illustrate that by demonstrating, I should say, when he and uh, W. Clement Stone came together in the latter part of Napoleon Hill's life, and they kind of relaunched and created a resurgence of Napoleon Hill's work, um, w. Clement Stone was a major insurance uh, company owner, he, the biggest insurance company in the world at that time, and he loved Napoleon Hill, Hill's work, met him out in California one day, he'd come in from Chicago and meets Napoleon Hill there in California and says, hey, 
let's do something together. And so they decided to do this. It, a resurgence in the 70s, in uh, actually probably earlier in that, in the mid-60s on through the 70s, um, of Napoleon's work. And W. Clement Stone said, now we need to push positive mental attitude. Napoleon Hill said, wait a minute. No, that comes later. First is to have a definite chief aim. That's most important. Well, finally, of course, W. Clement Stone was writing the checks, right? So he, he won. And they ended up putting PMA, positive mental attitude, first. It's the only way to get through adversity is to maintain a positive mental attitude. If you get sucked in under the water, you're going to drown. you got to stay above. Look at that PMA as a life preserver. Your mental attitude is going to get you through any adversity far better and healthier than a negative attitude. It may not solve everything, but you're going to be far better off, and I think the adverse time will last for a shorter period of time. And then adapt and learn. You know, if you don't learn from the situation, you're doomed to repeat it. So adapt and learn. That's going to make all the difference in adversity. Uh, he goes on to talk about, I, I made several more notes. I just don't have time. I'll just read to them quickly. Uh, building relationships, that was huge for uh, Dale Carnegie, obviously, how to win friends and influence people. I talked also about maintaining empathy, focus on solutions, and staying resilient. And then finally, never, ever give up. That's it. I mean, that's it. So what's the takeaway? The takeaway is you can control only your response to an adverse time. You cannot control all the relationships. You can't control all the players involved. You can't control what's happening halfway around the world any more than you can control what's happening across town. But you can control your response to it. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to think about it? How are you going to react? What's your next move? Are you going to shut down and wait for CNBC to tell you it's a good time to invest? Or are you going to keep looking? Keep watching your market. Keep investing in your community. Keep investing in yourself. Learning. Growing your knowledge base. Expanding your influence on people you care about. Maybe you're past the time, past the prime. I don't want to invest any more money. I've got what I need. I'm set for life. Great. What else can you share? How can you invest into the people's lives around you? The difference you make today could determine tomorrow for other people. And now that is a legacy worth leaving. Thank you for being here. For David Webb and myself and all of us here at The Backyard Millionaire, I want to remind you, and I mean this, you really can make a million bucks in your own backyard. We'll see you next time.